1946, United States Patent and Trademark Office versus Booking.com. You know, it's crazy. The Supreme Court's remote, like, lawyers, I feel like, are the last people to embrace technological innovation, but, uh, but they're doing it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited that we're going to talk to some lawyers tonight. Well, they're not lawyers yet, but uh, they're on their way. From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. All right, before we get to the lawyering, before we get to the lawyering, what's new, Adam? Temp check. We're not even going to check our temperatures, but how are you feeling? Oh, I just took a long nap. So I'm feeling, you know, refreshed and ready for... uh, for what the evening brings. You don't feel disoriented? Whenever I take a nap, I feel really disoriented. No, I think I stayed up late last night, so I had a headache today, and taking a nap hopefully helped, and woke up super early to make another loaf of bread, even though I began to. So, lots of reasons to take a nap. Ready to do some serious reading this evening. By the way, your bread was very good. Um, little flat, but the flavor profile was excellent, and the crust was really, really yeah. crunchy. It stuck to the cloth that I was using. So mm. the reason it was flat is because to remove it from the cloth, I essentially had to cut the entire top off. Mm. So that was 100% my error for not sufficient, sufficiently flowering my um my cloth but i learned that now i need to know to use more flour this was a very like wet dough but Mm. i'm getting much better at handling it so i still feel good about it and it tastes delicious really good flavor we've got to get rafi bildner of hilltown hot pies back on the podcast to talk more about sourdough he's been baking up a storm and uh is apparently sending me some loaves so i'm pretty excited about that yeah I, uh, his pizza game is insane, so. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually extraordinary. I mean, I've had a lot of the best pizza in New York, and Rafi's is, like, head and shoulders above that, so very impressive. Anyway, let's go to our guests for this evening. Should we do it? Let's see, uh, it's two guests. I don't know if I have, I, if I have that skill, so let's see if I can, uh, Pull it together. Hello. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Oh, I may have just hung up on. Oh. Hello. Hey, Juan, welcome to the show. Hello. All right. Are you guys both there? I'm here. What? You guys I, are I, on I, Coronapod. Um, I can hear John, but Adam, you sound muffled. Oh, man. This is our first technical error. <laughs> is this is this sound better or still sound like poop? Okay, no, now it sounds better. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. And... 
We got first question. We called you lawyers. Is that the correct term or do you guys still need to take the bar? How does that work? Uh, yeah. John, do you want to take this one? No, man, you started it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I, we technically can't practice without having been barred, but some jobs don't actually require that you, um, that you be barred. So, like, for example, John will be clerking after he graduates. You don't actually need to be barred um, in order to do that job. But in order to, like, actually practice law, like I'll be doing, um, I'll, I'll be an immigration attorney when I graduate, and I need to be barred in order to do that. So, Juan, to, to continue with you, do you have a bar that you're still planning to take on time, or is it delayed for you? Um... My um, bar travails are, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole saga. Uh, I was planning to all be working in Boston after I graduated, um, but the Massachusetts Board um, of Examiners postponed the bar to September um, 30th and October 1st, but the problem is, is that um, because of social distancing requirements, not all of the applicants will be able to sit for the bar. They just don't have enough space for it. So Massachusetts, <laughs> like, we, ha 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 ha. <laughs> but um, Massachusetts, like New York, is um, is enforcing a set of priority guidelines. So for Massachusetts, the first priority of students that will get a seat for the bar are 2020 graduates from a Massachusetts-based school. Uh, which I did not fall under that category because I went to a school in New York. Um, so my plan as of now to secure a seat for the bar is to take the New York bar and then transfer my score to Massachusetts in order to be barred there. So right now I'm aiming to take the New York bar, which is September 9th and 10th. And oh, how, you should sue. I should what? I, I was about to You should sue. I actually heard that uh, the New York Board of Examiners or whatever the entity is called that figures out all of like the bar-related stuff is being sued for the priority um, guidelines that they've been that they put in place for their bar. So, who knows? Well, I I have a question for you, John. We spoke to someone who was talking about how they go to a law school in Massachusetts and are trying to get barred in New York. So it kind of seems yeah. like there are, you know, people all over the place who are trying to switch which state they're in. Is it that big a deal if you get barred in one state versus another? Or is it kind of, if you pass the bar in Massachusetts, you can work in New York no problem? Or, or does it actually matter? Um, you have to... I think you have to... Um, I think you can wade in, potentially, in New York if you pass the bar in Massachusetts, but I think that's only after you've practiced for a certain amount of years. But if you're, like, an associate at a big law firm, I think as long as you're licensed somewhere and your supervisor is licensed in New York, I don't think it's a problem. Got it. But it's a pain to, if you actually want to, like, 
practice independently, you have to pay additional fees, I think, to transfer your license this year to New York. I'm not licensed. Juan, <laughs> do you know more? Juan, can we lose Juan? Wait, no, I'm here, I'm here, sorry. Um, so, some states, um, not all of them, um, administer um, something called the UBE, which stands for the Uniform Board, uh, Bar Examination. Um, I think it's roughly like 36 states, I think. And, and in between those states, you can transfer your scores. So, like what I'm doing um, is... Um, Massachusetts and New York are both states that administer the UBE, so you can transfer your scores between states like those. Um, and certain and states will have a set score that you need to meet in order to transfer your score into that state. So, for example, I believe the UBE is sorry. No, no, um, just so, yeah. So, I believe the UBE is. Um, I, I, I forget what the max score is, but I think it's like 400. Um, but if I take the UBE in New York, in order to transfer my score to Massachusetts, I need to um, um, score at least the 270 in order for Massachusetts to accept my score and allow me to be barred there. And then there's a process that John was talking about, which is like waving into a jurisdiction. Um, I think usually that occurs after you've practiced for like a certain amount of years, then the jurisdiction, you can just send in an application to like waive whatever like testing requirement you need to have met in order to practice there. And for Massachusetts, I'm not, I'm not sure what it is for New York, but for Massachusetts, you need to have practiced for five years um, in order to waive into the Massachusetts bar. Got it. Got it. And, you know, yeah. we, we talked to a law student maybe a week ago, and they were saying that they're, they, they went to Harvard, and they were saying that maybe their school was going to do something to help them. I, I'm curious, you know, what kind of communication are you getting from your schools? What are, what are other students talking about? You know, do you feel like that you're kind of figuring this out on your own or, or that you actually have the resources to, um, to navigate all of this? Um, so, I mean, I, uh, John, you, you can definitely speak to your experience at Columbia, but um, at least at NYU, um, it's like the administration obviously has a lot of familiarity with the New York bar, and they have a lot of familiarity with um, states and jurisdictions where are popular destinations for its students. So they are very like well-versed in the requirements for sitting for the California bar or the DC bar or, and obviously the New York bar. But um, when um, uh, a couple of my friends that are also going to Massachusetts for work and I reached out to them for help, they honestly just didn't really have a lot of information. So it's been on us to sort of like call the Massachusetts board of examiners and, and see what exact, like how exactly to work around everything that's happening. Um, but yeah, so at least for me, I haven't found the administration to be super helpful in that regard. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and, you know, the bar dates in September might be aspirational. But but even with that said, how are you guys thinking about what your summer looks like? Have you kind of changed plans for what you're going to do? Or are you going to spend all summer studying for the bar, but now you have just so much more time that you're looking for something else to do? Or in all honesty, is stuff kind of similar to what you were planning to do before? Well, um, I'm not going on a bar trip, so that's for sure. <laughs> that is certainly true. Um, yeah, I, I think for me as well, like, um, I'm definitely not going on a bar trip. Um, and the biggest change has really been just pushing off when I'm going to start studying for the bar. I, I think under normal circumstances, students usually start studying right after their finals end in May because usually the bar is administered in late July, I believe. Um, so now, because it'll be, uh, the bar will be administered in September, I'm probably going to start studying um, maybe end of June, start of July, somewhere around there. So I'll just have a little bit more free time. But I, I, I personally know of like, other students that um, are taking this time to like volunteer with organizations that are doing... Um, relief work in relation to COVID-19 and helping people that are affected by it. Um, so yeah, I, I think for some people it has changed, for some people it stayed relatively the same. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. So, uh, sorry, go ahead. Wait, what? No, we're oh, just saying that we'd love to hear what your, what your plans are, John. Uh, well, I have to start work before the bar, so I'm, I just put in my mock schedule today to start studying for the bar on, like, June 9th, I guess, so not that much, not that much later than otherwise, because I want to be mostly done with it by the time I start working. Uh, and John, when is your start date? August 17th, so it's like three weeks before the bar. Has, has... Um, your judge mentioned if like you guys will still be working remotely by then, or or what are what are how judiciary holding up? Um, if you can, uh, he that. hasn't communicated with me about it, but I do imagine they'll make that decision collectively, probably. So. I'd be surprised if it was still remote by then. Who knows? And how are you thinking about? Moving, you know, we, we've talked a lot about how you're thinking about lawyering, but we haven't talked so much about, you know, you, you were supposed to sort of pack up and, and move your lives to at least some extent. How are you thinking about that kind of non-work element of the next few months? Do you expect it to happen at all or is that all kind of on hold? Um, to a certain 
John, I assume you're planning to just stay in your current apartment because you you live in New York right now and your job's in New York, so probably not as much not as much concern for you there. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna sit tight forever. <laughs> and one final question for you: Are you is there any kind of positive here? Are you excited to perhaps have more? free time this summer than you might have anticipated or is it kind of just exclusively stressful as you try to think about like you know Juan in your case how am I gonna you know have income for these extra months and John thinking about how am I gonna manage a job and the bar um yeah I mean there have definitely been like plenty of negatives um just like being unsure of when I'm going to be able to start and when I'll be able to get a paycheck um, is definitely high on the list. But I do think there have been some positives. I've been able to spend a lot more time at home with my parents um, than I had originally envisioned this summer. Um, and a lot more time just like relaxing at home. I haven't like read a book for fun in a very long time, so I'll, I'm planning on reading many books for fun during the month of June before I start studying for the bar. So there have been some pros, but, but definitely plenty of cons to go around. Mm, yeah, I feel like it's mostly cons. I don't know. I guess it's nice, <laughs> I guess it's nice to sit in the apartment. I didn't have to stress about grades at all this semester. I mean, that is true. Figuring that I passed my classes, which I think happens. Well, but that's about the only upside, I feel like. <laughs> well, I don't know when your graduations were supposed to be, but happy grand graduation from CoronaPod. Sorry we won't be there in person to <laughs> cheer you on, but. Thanks for joining us, and um, you know we'll come back with some legal questions when we get confused by one of these nifty over-the-phone oral arguments. But until then, thanks so much for coming. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I feel like we've talked to a lot of lawyers on the show. Yeah, I think 
Did your your grandparents ever tell you that you would be a good lawyer growing up? Uh, yes, they did, actually, because I was so damn argumentative and difficult. So maybe that's, maybe that's it. Both of us, you know, deep down are like... Should have been lawyers. Maybe we should have been lawyers. Yeah, I think maybe. The type of law... Never too late. ...that John and Juan do, though, you know, Juan's going to be an immigration attorney, John works for the U.S. government, I think... That kind of law sounds a lot more appealing than the lawyers that you and I deal with on a regular basis, uh, too. Yes. Just I seem agree to be out that. to bilk the crap out of us and get nothing done. So, Juan and John, <laughs> you guys are great right now. Don't get twisted. All right. So, Adam, one last thing, though. In the middle of our interview, you ran to your room, you grabbed a pair of binoculars, and you started looking out the window. What is going on out there, our window? There were some people hanging around the stoop. And there was one of Bill de Blasio's NYPD cars. And I was like, I want to see what's happening. If this is a social distancing violation, what's going on here? From back here, it looked like everyone was six feet apart. So the cops are gone and people are still on the stoop. So looks like everything was okay for another night in Brooklyn. Well, that is good. For some reason, I actually really thought that it was birds that you were looking at uh, outside the window because that's just sort of what I expect you to do with your uh, with your binoculars. But no birds today. We'll save that for another day. This has been Coronapod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy. Coronapod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat.